Wednesday. Today is March the 6th, and you're listening to My Farm. Well, the waters of the U.S., the WOTUS rule, as many know it as, have been brought before the courts again as several states are filing a petition asking the courts to revisit this ruling, especially as it applies to the significant nexus test. We'll take a look at all the details of that and more coming up after this message from our sponsor. Sponsored by Seed Consultants. Simply the best value in the seed industry. Learn more at seedconsultants.com. Taking a look at your agricultural headlines, attorneys general for 24 states and numerous agriculture and other industry groups asked a federal court to vacate the Biden administration's amended waters of the U.S. or WOTUS rule that removed the so-called significant nexus standard. Now, in separate motions for summary judgment filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of North Dakota, the groups and states argued that the EPA and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers violated the Administrative Procedure Act and did not follow the Supreme Court's ruling in Sackett versus the EPA. The Supreme Court in May of 2023 ruled that the significant nexus test previously used to make Clean Waters Act determinations was unconstitutional. Now, in September of 2023, the EPA issued a final amended rule pulling the significant nexus test. The test involved assessing flow tributary characteristics in combination with adjacent wetlands to determine what degree the two are connected. In a summary judgment motion, the state said the agency's amended rule was unlawful. Such a motion asks a court to make a ruling on the undisputed facts in a case. A federal judge in Texas also issued an injunction last year against enforcing the waters of the U.S. rule in Texas and Idaho, bringing that total to 26 states where an injunction was in place. Now, all nine justices unanimously rejected the significant nexus test on which the agency's rule partly rested, that according to the state's latest motion filed in North Dakota, and the high court's majority dislodged load-bearing premises of the agency's expanded WOTUS definition. Among other things, the agency's broad view was inconsistent with the text and the structure of the Clean Waters Act and bucked key principles of statutory construction. One might have expected the agency to return to the drawing board and undertake a full revision. Instead, they seem to shrug. Now, the states that have filed and are in this case are Alabama, Arkansas, and Alaska, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, and Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. The American Farm Bureau Federation is also an intervener plaintiff in the state's action. Now, in April of 23, the court in North Dakota issued an injunction against the rule, and attorneys general in 24 states argued the agency's amended rule left unanswered many jurisdictional questions. Before the ink on the Supreme Court's rebuke had dried and without going through notice and comment, the agency put out a six-page rule purporting to, quote, conform the adjoined rule, and the state said in their brief, In this conforming rule, the agency at least exercised their heavy reliance on the significant nexus standard, but they did little to explain what was left of the enjoined rule, much less how to plan to apply it. Beyond that, they adopted a reading different from the one the Supreme Court had just prescribed, and they offered nothing to fix the litany of statutory and constitutional concerns that justified this court decision months earlier. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after this message from our sponsor. Williamson Crop Insurance, home of Decision Max. Decision Max allows you a simple solution to analyze your operation and make informed marketing and crop insurance decisions to mitigate your risks. 
Manage your whole operation in one place with the ability to blend counties, marketing, and insurance coverage to give a complete overview of your operation. Williamson Crop Insurance, protecting the eastern Corn Belt since 1980. Learn more at Crop coverage.com. Thanks, Joe. Well, the nation's cattle herd has started the year with a sharp reduction in feedlot placements compared to a year ago. USDA's Gary Crawford has more. The decline in the nation's beef herd continues to show up in reports from the Agriculture Department. The latest numbers coming from this past Friday's USDA Cattle on Feed report. Perhaps the telling number there is this one. During January, approximately 1.8 million head of cattle were placed in feedlots, which was about 7% below a year ago. A significant but not unexpected decline, according to USDA livestock analyst Shale Shagam. He told us there are a couple of reasons for such a big decline from last year in feedlot placements first. The number of cattle outside feedlots is, is small relative to a year ago. You're down about 4%. So to some extent, it does reflect pulling a number of cattle from a smaller pool. The other thing you have to remember is that you know we did have some weather events during January, which probably had some impact on the pace of placements of cattle into the feedlots. Much of the nation getting hit hard by severe cold and, in some cases, heavy snows. Besides lower placements of animals into feedlots, there were fewer marketings of fed cattle out of feedlots. USDA reporting on a per-day basis, marketings were down 5%. In terms of the marketing number, you know, you, you did see a little bit of that same situation because of the weather. When you have severe weather events, oftentimes you'll see a drop in cattle weights. Uh, they help, will have to stay on feed longer to regain some of that condition. That may have had an impact in the slowing of the pace of cattle during the month. Meanwhile, in January, cow-calf operators were seeing what Shale Shagam calls some pretty good prices. Taking a look at 750 to 800 pound feeder steers at Oklahoma City. In January, they were selling for about $226 a hundred weight compared to about $178 uh, in January of 2023. So again, from a, a standpoint of somebody selling animals, uh, these were very good prices. If you had animals to sell, which leads us to the question we ask after every cattle report, is there any sign that the contraction of the cattle herd is ending? Are producers finally holding back more heifers for breeding? And the answer... It's too early to say whether whether producers have made any changes in the the intentions for holding animals, uh, heifers back for breeding, you're probably going to be waiting to see you know, how the pastures develop going forward. Meanwhile, one last number. USDA reports the inventory of cattle and calves in feedlots as of February 1st. 11.8 million head, only about 40,000 more than February 1st a year ago. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Thanks, Gary. That's what's making agricultural news on my farm. For my 102.7 WMYW, I'm Dusty Sonnenberg. You have a great day.